building. Hello and welcome to part two of Dealer's Choice. And today it is the Feraldo Show. Is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are we doing, sir? Not bad, my man. Yourself? I see you all, mate. See you all. Uh, we may have to properly, we'll get subtitles for this one. <laughs> Aye. I bought here away for being a Ludo and me uh, story. And I also have to, I may have to remove this. I got all the memorabilia up for you as well, just for you coming on, you know? Oh, dear. For sure. <laughs> uh, how's, uh, how's lockdown been treating you, sir? Oh, I mean... All right, you know, it's uh, getting to me a bit. You know me, I like to be out and about and over at different bits, so uh, it's not the best, but, you know, it's the same for everyone, so just need to suck it up. That's it. I think we're all chomping at the bit to get back to, I would say normality, but God knows what normality is after two months stuck behind a, a hedge, so to speak. Um yeah. It's, as you say, it's the same for everybody, but what can you do? Uh, how you been keeping busy? Um, just, well, obviously got the the, the wee man in the house, uh, the baby's keeping everyone busy. Um, apart from that, I mean, not as every time I have like all these productive ideas and then just kind of arse doing them. <laughs> so like, I can never have the excuse of, don't do that because I don't have time anymore. Cause I've plenty of time <laughs> and I'm still not doing it. But, so kind of, because uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it really is. I mean, there's a lot of people I know who are normally, like I said this before, uh, they play like all these Twitch things, no poker, but they play like online stuff and yeah. half of them wouldn't even know we're in lockdown. That's how bad they are. It's uh, like hermits, <laughs> eh? Um, oh, it's just been crazy. So you've just been grinding away and looking after the, the new bit, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I was playing about online. I'm playing more online than I was, but I'm not, like, I didn't even play much of Scoop or anything. I played some of the, the higher stuff um, and just got rinsed. So, uh, uh, I've not really been playing Super a lot. Playing, playing a bit more now, actually, because um, there's not really much else to do, you know what I mean? So, get my so just, fix. I get but, your fix, I just... Yeah. Keep your fingers crossed for everything else opening up. Uh, well, we'll kick on with this. Um, as you've as you've probably seen gathered, it's just a, a kind of a, a wee talk show, as it were. Um, no really scripted that much. And we just kick it off and take it from there. So, I mean, you were uh, born with Marna and Donald, mother and father. Michael Aspel is going to come out with a big red book. <laughs> um, you have uh, older sister Helen, younger sister Nikki, and the man I've met, the, be the better of the, the Feraldos, uh, poker-wise, yeah. Ian. Hi. Big Ian. Um, how's he doing? Is he all right? Aye, he's fine, aye. Um, he was over uh, a couple of days ago, actually. He was the, the one household that we got to see outside that day. So Bastard, eh? Him and the, him and the kids came over and... Uh, we had a paddling pool out in the back garden and some scran and a few drinks and that. It's pretty good. We just, I mean, I've no, I've no heard of seen him. I've seen uh, he pops up every now on Facebook, eh? But it's been a while since I've seen him. I think um, twenty-five, twenty-five Newcastle, where they schooled everybody. Uh, it could be that. Eh? That was a while back now, wasn't it? That's a wee bit, mate. Um, and uh, partner idea and new one. Uh, I'm no great with names. Uh, Ruin. Am I right? Ruri. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Five month old? Yep. 
And uh, how's he getting on? Ah, he's great. I mean, he's uh, he's as much work as you would expect, but it's worth it, you know. He's uh, he's quite funny and uh, keeps us on our toes anyway. So, um, but no, he's fine. I mean, obviously, he's five months old. He's not got a clue what's going on. So, <laughs> could be a lot of good getting. Yeah, so it's but, like um, a wee bit of a silver lining because you didn't want him to endure this when he's conscious to what's going on. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, to be honest, I've. I'm seeing him a lot more than I probably would have mm. um, because obviously I would still need to travel a bit for work. Um, so um, that's like one of the kind of silver linings of the whole situation. I'm getting to spend a lot of time with him, so that's pretty cool. I mean, is it the age where he'll absorb it all anyway, like shapes and voices and stuff like that? So again, every cloud sort of thing. Um, yeah. And what about the missus? How's she? Um, for those that don't know, Adita is in the poker world as well. Um yes. She uh, what's she doing Marcel now when she's by uh, when she is working? What's she? Um, she's not at the moment. Um, she was at part. She was working with party for a bit, but she actually quit. Um, a bit before, like three weeks before we found out she was pregnant. So, Cause she used to be a dealer as well, though, and uh, she used to run cards. Yeah, rooms, she it? was a dealer. She was a dealer, and then uh, she was uh, mostly in the registration desk at party. Mm-hmm. So, folk that. Folk like me who are registering every tournament six times because they're shite and <laughs> know her pretty well. But, uh, First name terms and yeah, all the credit card details as well to go in. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, but just now she's, I mean, she's been great. I mean, God knows what I would do if she wasn't here. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, she's definitely the glue that holds this whole. And the B man would be looking together. after you, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's it. She's like she's got two kids, you know. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. Well, true. Um, now, you're one of I, I get a personality to class as a friend and a very intelligent one at that. We all have our shenanigans. We all like to get in the old Jager train and karaoke that's and all that shenanigans. <laughs> but one of the most or more intelligent guys I know. So you, you must have um, some daft pals, mate. <laughs> or name. <laughs> now, you've uh, you studied law at Stirling University. You passed with flying colours. I wouldn't say flying colours, but I've got the bit of paper. <laughs> well, you passed that. You're an intelligent man. You know all your stuff. You, you know your politics and you know mathematics, reading a person, etc., etc. Now, the one question people are going to ask... It's with all that knowledge, how the hell are you a Celtic fan? <laughs> Self-explanatory, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, for, for those that don't know, you are a big Celtic man. Um, through and through. We've uh, we've shared a, a pub together a few times when uh, the old fun games have been on. I've yet to experience a Rangers victory in your presence, unfortunately. So, <laughs> bastard. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> But um, aye, so big Celtic man. Uh, you are from you still in Dumfries and the, the now Queen of the South. Yeah, um, yeah. I was. I moved back to Dumfries. I think just over two years ago now. Um, I was away for. I was away since basically I went to went to uni at eighteen. So, and what brought you back? Um, just family. Really, I was. Um, There's a lot of things kind of came together. I was. Uh, I was in Canada for a few years um, with my, my ex-girlfriend 
and then when we broke up, obviously, then I wasn't in Canada anymore, and I was back. Uh, so I was back at my mum's for like a month or so, and then I went and lived with Picasso in Glasgow uh, for about a year or something. And, uh, <laughs> he was meant to be moving to Germany with his missus, but that kind of fell through. But at that time, we'd given up the lease on the house. Yeah, so you had and, to... uh, I'd kind of decided uh, I wanted to rent in Dumfries because I didn't really know if I was going to stay for that long. Uh-huh. But there wasn't really that many good places to rent. All the good places were to buy, so I ended up buying here um but it's mostly been your like friends and family because you know i'm not home that much anyway i'm i probably spend more time out on the circuit than i do in the house so mm-hmm. it's you know it's nice to see to see friends and family when i'm back you know rather than so, having to split my time between canada and my friends and family and <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's one of the quieter areas of scotland for people that don't know it it's the close to the border where um uh, England, uh, really quite well in comparison to Glasgow, it's a, a lot quieter. Yeah, um, it's a lot smaller, a lot quieter. It's nice. It's, I mean, it used to be a really nice place. I think it's kind of like a lot of places suffering from a bit from a, a lack of investment. But uh, I mean, it's it's my home. I kind of grew up here. You know, I moved here when I was eight from from Glasgow, from Barhead. Um, so it's like, you know, I know it. I know it very well, and I know a lot of the, you know, it's one of those places a lot of people, they'll be there and they'll always kind of be there. So it's like, you know, I can walk into my old local after being away for 18 months or something, and my seat's still there, like with the boys, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that, which is quite cool. So but people still treat you like, um, like the wee laddie or the, the mate sort of thing, as opposed to, for instance, you'll go certain places like, oh, it's, it's for Aldo, he done this or he done that at poker. I've seen yeah. him on telly. They treat you like yeah, one no, of the boys still. Yeah, my mates, my mates are, you know, pretty good at keeping everyone grounded and everything like that. You'll, you'll get the odd person like that, like acquaintance that you don't really know that will kind of ham up a bit and it can be a wee bit embarrassing at times, but it's not really like that. Like People I know and people I went to school with and stuff like that and people I played football with and things like that, it's just, you know, you've known them for years anyway, so. It's not really, you know, it's not really a, a thing. Right, so just it's back, good. good to get back to the norm and get back to your, remember where you came from sort of thing. And then obviously you're still back staring there, eh? So Hi. as you say, it's uh, back to back to your roots. When did you get any poker? Did you get any poker when you were at uni or? Yeah, but I used to watch uh, late night poker on telly when I was at high school. Um and I quite liked it. And then I played a bit with mates at uni. And then like second, like my third year at uni, because I, uh, I was working, I was working full time as well to put myself through uni. So I was uh, working at for the Carphone Warehouse of all places. And uh, I used to take some of my paycheck every month and play a wee bit online. I would just dust it off because obviously I'd be total shite. Um, and just slowly got more interested in it. I've got kind of one of those personalities that if I get interested in something that, I tend to slowly get kind of consumed by it and uh-huh. then it, it kind of takes over everything. And then it was like, um, going into my last year at uni, I was playing pretty regularly. Um, and I quit quit my job <laughs> at Carphone Warehouse, uh, which looking back wasn't, wasn't a very smart decision looking back, but I got pretty lucky overall. But uh, 
So I didn't have any money or anything. I just quit and took a grand out on a credit card and stuck it online. I was like, fuck it, I'm a pro now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> somehow it I think out. a lot of people can relate to that still even now. Yeah, um, but you hear all these stories. It's like, yeah, I grinded up $50 into millions. And I was like, nah, I just took a, I took a grand. <laughs> That's the off in 10 minutes. Because like, I couldn't <laughs> be fucked selling any more phones. Honestly. Um, but I was kind of like getting by and stuff and then... You know, it's obviously just slowly got better and started taking it more seriously. And then by the time I graduated, said to my, my old dear that I'm going to give it a go full time. And if it fucks up, I'll, I've got my degree to fall back on. Mm-hmm. That was a few years ago now, 10 years ago now or something. And what was she, was she supportive of the idea or was she a bit apprehensive? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she was a bit apprehensive, but she's very, I'm pretty lucky with my parents there. Uh, they trust me to kind of make my own decisions and stuff. And uh, so I'm impressed. Cause I know a lot of people have kind of issues with that, especially with, I know, I know personally some folk that their parents don't really understand it or take it as well. But I'm, uh, I'm pretty lucky in that aspect. My mum my mom was like, she wasn't really sure how it worked. She was kind of like, as long as no one turns up to repossess my couch or anything like that, it'll be fine. It's like, oh, I've got good news for her. I mean, I might phone her after this and get news for her. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, fortunately, I mean, I think they kind of trusted me that I would be able to, to you know, I'm not just kind of going to do something really stupid. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've done very stupid things. But in, in general, I can be trusted to make fairly reasonable decisions. So Yeah. Um I mean, oh, you hit the, the ground running, uh, looked a bit. You've had a few UKIPTs. Uh, first cash on the Hendon mob, again, I'm going by what that says, was a turbo, I think it was the first, I can't remember, it was the first cash, August 2010. It was a first place finish in Edinburgh, UKIPT. That's right, um, yeah, it was like a 50 quid buy-in for like 200 quid first place right. or something. Um, and the UK IPT, I, even I used to play them, and I thought they were absolutely tremendous. Yeah, they were amazing. It was back when, I mean, they were a big expense, obviously. Um, but it was back, I mean, it was televised, it was a huge, big deal. Like that was back, you know, when it was, but, uh, you know, when poker stars were all about the poker, you know, and it was like the, the, the halcyon days, you might say. That's right. I mean, the crowd that used to go as well. I mean, I remember again when I, before I started dealing, some of the the meetups meet we used to have, it was all the, you used to have the, the core Scottish guys and then you would have the ones who wanted to be Scottish. Um, <laughs> oh, some of the, it'd be great nights and then you'd wake up in the morning and you'd be getting, you'd look at your phone, you'd have text messages. Uh, where is everybody? <laughs> uh, Never mind where is everybody. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, there was a lot of that. I used to love them, man. They were great. I didn't I didn't do very well on them. I don't think, I'm pretty sure I was down money on them, but they were just great, great, like, trips in general, you know? Oh, just, uh, it was good. I mean, it was, just, as I said, it was the same, wasn't it just the same crowd that drank together, but it was kind of, you had the same crowd that used to go, and it used to attract a lot of the top names as well. Uh, and some of the prize pools used to get, well, just, it was crazy. And for places like Edinburgh to get events like that and attract like 500 grand prize pools and stuff like that was just, I mean, nowadays, the struggle. Uh, obviously, Black Friday came, the way things are at the moment, there's not that much money in poker, but you've still got people like yourself, uh, Ludo, Van Plu, uh, Fraser Mack, and a load of a whole host of other Scottish players who 
still do it. Um, results are unreal. I mean, I've got you here, top 200, 197th all-time uh, cash, $6.1 million, and the <clears throat> second <clears throat> uh, youngest ever triple crown winner. Um, second youngest? I'm loving that. Aye, behind, I, I don't know who the other guy, who the youngest was like. Uh, some flash in the pan, I think. <laughs> um, but, I mean, an illustrious career, and you're still, I mean, you're still a, a puppy. You're still a young lad. And I don't you know, know what I mean, I'm 30, 32 now, mate. Mate, you're still catching me up, and that means you're younger, eh? So, um, uh, <laughs> it's not hard, mate. I mean, we've got here, we have, I think, was it the first leg of the, the Triple Crown? Was it the EPT? Yeah, EP, yeah. Uh, 2015. For 534 grand. Now, as I spoke to Adam before, Malta, I, I like all the stops, but there's certain stops we go on that brilliant, and I love Malta. It's easy to get to, and it is cheap as hell. And the karaoke is seemingly quite good as well, apparently. Uh, if I, if, uh, so I've been told. <laughs> um, so a bit more. I mean, was it a six-day uh, event, five-day event? Oof, God. how much you can remember um, about that? Or? Um, not really. Like I can't remember exactly if it was five or six days or not. I remember uh, just getting off to a good start on day one, but then uh, I actually started. Some I was at. I can't remember who was at my table, but they were on the red wine. And uh, I dusted some of my stack off at the end of the night because I'd had a bit too much red wine. <laughs> uh, so I was the, the day ending was really good for me at that point. But I still, I mean, I'd ran up a massive stack really early, so I was still in amongst the chip leaders after dusting some off. But uh, I remember that. But um, the whole thing about that is, I, I mean, I just remember, you know, running running pretty well throughout, and to win a big tournament, it's kind of important, you know. And when you're running well, it gives you gives you confidence even though it's like not really related to how you're playing you know it's kind of uh -huh. a weird interaction but I uh, just remember running pretty well throughout and uh, it was fucking it was a tough field because it was it wasn't as, it wasn't a big massive huge EPT field but like I, the last the last nine players is probably as tough as any EPT yeah has been. I was going to say that because I've got to hear that Sam Sam Greenwood Rainier Kempe if that's how you pronounce I'm terrible with pronunciations <laughs> Daniel Devor, that's the one now. And the boy you've played heads up, Elaine Billich. Some of the, even the top 20, top 30, Farah Jacka was there as well. It's, it's like these, it's like the EPT attracts these players. I mean, you wouldn't think that the caliber, no disrespect to Mota, would be able to attract half of these. Shannon Shore, Farah Jacka, as we said, Mike McDonald, Johnny Lauden, yourself. I mean, and it was, it was like an illustrious final 20, 30, 40, whatever it was. And it's still like a mean feat. I mean, was there anything that sprung out to you apart from you said it was a tough field? Uh, that tournament, was there any like hand that springs you into mind and says, actually, if I didn't flip this well or if I didn't hold here or if I didn't fold or whatever, was there anything that springs to mind going oh, into yeah. the final table? I mean, the, the, the big one where I tried to dust it off with like 15 left. Where, uh, <laughs> Because like one thing throughout my like this is you know this is just when kind of solvers and stuff were getting into the mix. So back then it was still more kind of in the streets. Um, and one thing throughout my my whole career is like I'm not really being afraid to pull the trigger if I think that 
if I, if I think I'm right, I'll just go for it. And uh, I ended up getting nine ten suited in against Queens for just so many chips. And I think I've seen this. Made a full house against some poor Italian boys, Queens. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, fucking, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> grab that. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Uh, uh, no, it was pretty. Hard, but like that was kind of a. I'd played really well in that tournament up until then. That was a massive punt. But sometimes it's just like, you know, I like. I mean, I would never do that now. <laughs> I'm grown up. <laughs> it's a pretty brutal hand to do it with and everything like that. But I mean, if I hadn't done that, then I probably wouldn't have won. Yeah, you know, so. little things like that I make. I mean, for for people that I've never been in that position before that are watching, um, is there anything that makes you do that, or is it just a case of I think I've got them here, and it's like the rush of blood, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, and that's why I was like, I mean, the hand that the hand went like I raised, and the Italian boy three bet me, and then Sam Greenwood called four bet, and it was one of those where my hands like, you know, I don't have an ace or a king in my hand. I've got ten high. I put just over two big blinds in the pot. That should be it. But uh, it was one of those where it's like I've always had very strong, particularly in my earlier career when I because I mean I wasn't doing a lot of the technical work because the technical work wasn't really a thing back then. Because you know you do hand histories and you'd go over like, you know, how different equities and stuff were, but there was no, there wasn't, when I mean, there was, but there wasn't massive use of, there wasn't widespread use of, like, Pew Solver and stuff, mm. or game theory software. So you were kind of on your own, and a lot of it was inst- instinctual, and uh, I always had very good instincts, uh, which was important to make money back when it wasn't as technical, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, it was just one of those spots where I was like, it's like, for lack of a more technical term, I just thought they were both at it. So I just put it in. <laughs> and, and that was like, two tables, didn't it? The last two tables? Yeah, it was like 15 left or so. And it was on live stream as well. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've got a nice blooper reel on, of all the dumb shit I've done on live. So they still come up now. And you see on, like, Facebook videos and stuff like that. I seen one the other day of me and another EPT putting it off, and it's just the header was top five poker mistakes of the decade and the fucking thumbnail is just me rifling it off <laughs> I'm like, come on like, what the hell you know what I mean like I mean that was a bit of a fun as well but, at least it's um, something to put on the, the CV though um, yeah. right, so you, you go down to the, the final table were you the chip leader going to the final table I was uh, two of six because they played down to six then I was like three of nine I think when we got mm. to the, the actual final table and I was lucky enough to knock out Daniel Boris at the, the end to get it to six, which is important because he's obviously like the top nine. It was like six, it could have been it could have been a hundred k buy in. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It was for for an EPT like you see a lot of like like kind of poorer regs and like uh, f- like fun players and stuff make it to the final of these big EPTs and stuff. But this was just. I think there was there was one guy uh, Giuliano who didn't who didn't play for a living, really nice guy. Um, and I think the rest were pros and top pros, like good pros, which yeah. is like pretty unheard of. 
Uh, but I mean, I just sun on them all anyway, so it could have been, could have been fucking eight for Ivy's mate. They had no chance. <laughs> oh, um, but it was pretty important, and uh, I was because I had like my table draw was like me, and then I had Rainer on my direct left. I didn't know Rainer back then, as I know him now, and uh, on his left was um, Sam Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And I managed to knock out Rainer and Sam. And obviously, you know, if one of them just doubles through me, <clears throat> then I've got a world-class player on my left and then it really affects what I can do at the rest of the table, you know? So just holding, like I got it in good against both of them, but just those two holds are massive. Yeah. So it's I just mean, all these things that have to come together, you know? But I mean, you respect your own game. You you know you're a decent player or are you very, when it comes to stuff like that, are you very kind of conserved and think, well, I'm all right, uh, that's up to other people to tell me if I'm good or not. Or do you know how good you are? Um, I'm I'm pretty confident in my game. I mean, I'm actually at the moment on a massive downer, so less confident now. But that's how poker mm. works. Um, but uh, I will like, you know, when you get to to like the final tables or something like. You can be up against these players that are really good players, but like for example, I think Rainer came in with like twenty-seven big blinds, and Sam came in with like thirty big blinds. And I mean, like they're probably gonna have us win slightly against me at thirty big blinds, but uh-huh. thirty fucking big blinds, and I'm a professional poker player. It's like it's I know what I'm doing, you know. Like they might know two percent more with that stack depth or whatever, like. But I mean, that's not. It's it's pretty tough to fuck up that stack, you know, if you've done the work. Yeah. Um, so it's like you just got, you know, it's not like you're sitting 150 big blinds deep with Linus Lowliger on your direct left or someone where he's got a, he's going to have a massive edge on you, and you're just going to, you know, it's like you know, you've got 30 big blinds and I have pocket eights. Like, good luck. Like, you know, it's not really. Yeah. There's not yeah, so too you, much to it, you yeah. know. So, so you play the player quite a lot as well as the cards, or you you kind of like a, a lot of people sit down at the table. From my experience and from what I see and what I hear, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they'll see, they'll sit there and they'll go, "Oh no, I'm up against Phil Ivey, as you've said, Phil Helmuth, whatever." And you can tell, even watching it on the telly, that affects their game. Do you are you one of these people that takes on board who you're playing against, but you still try and in your head think? you know what, this guy is a player the same as me? Or does it affect you? If like, Back in the day, more to the point, did it affect you back in the day where you're kind of a little bit of a fanboy when it came to stuff like that? Or you thought, actually, no? Uh, not super much. Uh, the first couple of times I played with Ivy, that, he, he was the only one that I was kind of a little bit like, fucking hell, it's Bill Ivy. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, <clears throat> But to be honest, like, when you get to like, when you're playing these final tables, like you sit down and you've got some tough opponents, but I mean, I like to think I'm quite tough as well, so it's going to be tough for them too. It's going to, you know, so at the end of the day, it is what it is, you know, yeah. like if you, if you do the work and you execute well, you're going to do well regardless. I mean, everyone gets two cards. Yeah. You know, you can only do what you can do. Um, but yeah, like earlier, like, um, like the early Phil Ivy ones were quite fun because like he's quite, he he just exudes a kind of he doesn't give a fuck kind of bossiness which is quite quite funny, 
but the the Sochi uh, the first time I played with them in a high roller was in Sochi two years ago I think or maybe two and a half years ago and we're in the it was the hundred k buy in and this is like obviously massive buy in for me and for Phil it's probably not that big a deal <laughs> um, and we're at the end of the night <laughs> and I'm in this massive hand against one of the 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 Asian VIP guys and this is like I'm in the middle of his hand and he's kind of just sitting there and I'm just in this hand and he just looks at me during the hand and he just goes are we done for the night and I was just like well you are yeah I'm still you know I'm still just playing this this big <laughs> hand here mate like that and he goes cool and he just flips out he just takes a hundred dollar bill out and just leaves them on his chips and fucks off <laughs> amazing boss yeah just doesn't bag his own chips or anything. He's just like, yeah, I'm gone. See ya. Like, yeah, somebody else can uh, get this sorted. Um, yeah. Aye, so you won Malta. You won APT Malta. Um, a few uh, Chateaubriands after that, was it? A few aperitifs, Marlene? Yeah, we had a few. There was a few drinks after that. It was a good party. It was actually weird because uh, <clears throat> the final table was really quick. Because I just, again, I just sang on it. I just sung on everyone. I, like, you know. So it was just, it was done in about a couple hours or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and uh, by the time I'd finished, I was ready to go out party, and there was like folk like Jake and that weren't even out of their bed yet. <laughs> like, so, could, could yeah, you be half 11 at night then? Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, we'll come down and reel when it gets down to like three or four people or whatever. And obviously, it was just fucking done. Yeah. So, uh, but we managed to get everyone out and met up and had a few drinks and stuff. And yeah, it was good fun. That was Sweet. nice, and it was like first major win, so it was... Yeah, I was going to say, that was like a little monkey off your back sort of thing, a little... Yeah, always nice to get... Yeah, always nice to get the first one off, for sure. Yeah, um, the second part of the Triple Crown that we're on about was uh, Punta Cana for the WPT. Yeah. Uh, 335k, lovely location to do it. Um, any anything that pops up with that one? Any anything that springs to mind? Yeah, fucking Ludo got me a belter. Uh, <laughs> we were over and uh, we swapped we swapped five percent and everything, and uh, he just comes over to me before and goes, "I've got a good feeling about you in this one." It's like, do you want to up the swap to ten percent? And I said, "Are you going to play this properly? Because you've just got here and you've just been raffling about." Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, no, no. Listen, look, I've just got a good feeling. I want to up the swap to ten percent." And I'll, I'll play completely seriously like that. I was like, right, okay, fair enough. Shook on it. As soon as I shake it, I go back to my chips and I can hear him walking off and I just hear him, cocktails! <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Obviously, I end up winning it and he gets another fucking 17 and a half grand out of me. <laughs> he was gone. He was done in about 40 minutes. Oh, some fucking some boy. Uh, on on the, the the point of like pals and that, have you got any like? Obviously, you've got pals, but have you got anybody that you travel with regularly to these events? Um, like back in the day, yeah. compared to now, or still? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, me and Ludo travel a lot to the same stuff. Because uh, if I didn't book his flights, Ludo wouldn't ever go anywhere. <laughs> so, fucking party poker should have me on retainer, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I travel with Ludo a lot, um, and just you know, always gonna have them. We used to room room together a lot, but I think now we're both a bit older and grumpier. We don't we don't room <clears> together anymore. We usually get our own rooms now that now that uh, we've both we're both not uh, 
grinding back under like loads of makeup, try to scrape it by, you know, it's uh, we can splash out in our, our own room and that, so I don't need to listen to fucking Blondie at six in the morning. But, uh, and he doesn't need to listen to me snoring a bit then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, probably Lud- Ludo's the one I do. Ludo's the main one, is it? Yeah, well, obviously, he goes to all the party stuff because he's obviously sponsored by party. And uh, part of the party millions is like the one major tournament I haven't won yet. So I'm trying to win it. So I'm going to pretty much all of them as well. So uh, I usually <laughs> both in there. Uh, aye, because I mean, this, even I'm looking at the, the lineup for this, the final table for this. You got Yanis. Everybody knows Yanis. Um, Brighton, I think he comes from. He lives in England, I know that, but he's yeah. a decent, decent player. A few names there at Spring. Anything from that, apart from Ludo getting an extra 5% of you with the cocktails, <laughs> is there anything that springs out your mind? Any hands leading up to that? Um, not any super. I mean, I just I think I played pretty well. Uh, <clears throat> the final table was tough again, but it was tough in a different way. It was all kind of good online players. So people that hadn't really made their name live but were still very strong players, you know. Um, but again, at the final, I mean, I think... I mean, I just ran pretty well at the final again. It's like, you know, it's tough to... Like, at that point, if I was making a final, I was just winning the tournament, which is yeah. you know, the, op- the opposite of what's happened over the last 18 months. So I guess I'm kind of paying my dues in, in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I've had yeah. At the moment, it's just eighth and everything. But uh, back then, it was just oh, I'm I'm nine of nine. I'm well, I'm just gonna win anyway. Like that's fine. <laughs> Unlucky boys, get yeah. Off. I'll take this one. You get the next one. But uh, <laughs> no, it was just you know I think I lost like one flip the entire final, and that was it. And I just uh, the, the heads up. I, Lasted one hand, I just shoved on the guy with the ace five and he called the king jack and I just held and that was it. It was just done. Which was, you know, if he can if he gets there, then it's like totally you know, it's a whole different ball game again, you know. And he actually went on to win the next tournament, the the three K, I think. Troy, Troy Kennevel, he's a Yes, an Canadian. Old, he's a he's an online a guy used to tech I think his name's Techied online or something. Used to battle with him online a lot back in the day as well, so yeah, um, he's a good player too, so it's good for him that he got his, because he played well at the final. Oh, yeah, fuck, I actually, yeah, forgot about that. Three-handed, I got uh, ace-queen in against his ace-king for oh. all the chips and just flopped the queen. As you do, yeah. It's, must know, it's going to be sickening for the viewers to listen. I've just got lucky on so many finals that I've forgotten these, like, 100k <laughs> three out. I've just, oh, yeah, it's another one where I just got there for a minute. <clears throat> yeah. It's for, for Aldo. Wait a minute, dealer. You know who you're dealing to here, hen, yeah? Uh, Thank you. There we go. There, hen. Cheers. <laughs> um, so that was part two. Now, after you'd done that, did you know the enormity of what you could achieve if you got the World Series of Poker bracelet? Did, was that, did that cross your mind at all? Or? Yeah, I went, I went chasing, <clears throat> to be honest. I really wanted to do it. Um, I quite like having like goals and like that's the kind of one of the main reasons I play tournaments rather than cash is just like I like the idea of there being like achievements like winners mm-hmm. you know it's like this is the winner of this tournament but rather than cash where it's just you play and you make you know that's always kind of somewhat quite a competitive person um, yeah so yeah I mean I I mean, obviously I was trying to like uh, 
a lot harder to win a bracelet. I'd already, I'd already got a runner-up. Yes. Uh, in 2013, where I had the yeah. guy all in uh, on seven occasions for the bracelet, and he just won all seven. Um, I started off like seven to one chip lead and got him to like twelve to one, and just couldn't win in the all in for the bracelet, and ended up getting second in the end. Did he not finish um, second so in another one as well? Another World Series. One. Yeah, I finished second in the fifteen hundred shootout to Safia. That was it. Yeah, she bashed me up, man. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so I had that as well, and. Also, it's uh, it was the race to be Scotland's first bracelet as well. Yes, I believe, and I think it's still the only bracelet Scotland yes. has still to this day, which is kind of cool. But I knew I knew Vampy had a couple of seconds before, and yeah, Ludo could always win some fucking forty-eight k PLO buy-in tournament <laughs> or some shit like eighty-seven runners and just cheat me, cheat me out my glory. So I had to get there early. But because uh, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I went for it and I went to. You know, I went to World Series. I mean, I go to World Series every year, but I went to... I wasn't going to go to Rosvedov mm-hmm. for the one that I won. Um, and actually, Sam... I was I, I was eventually going to go, and then I wasn't going to play the event that I'd won. Mm-hmm. And Sam Grafton actually talked me into playing it, so it's going to be really good just sell a bit. Because it's 25k buy-in, so it's yes. like you can't dust them off. Because it was a 25k so high roller, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I ended up going and... Uh, Everything kind of worked out, so pretty good. I, I mean, I mean, playing that event. I mean, I'm looking here again. We've got another. <clears throat> it's only giving me the top seventeen because that was, I think, that must have been Mincash. Um, yeah. This is another who's who of. I'm not going to say poker royalty because I think poker royalty you have to be in the Doyle Brunson Ivy sort of category. But the final table was Ben Benji Pollock, uh, class. Guy from Germany, can't pronounce his surname, not name, yeah, him as well. Ryan Reese, Sylvan Loosley, another Scotchman, Andrew Lethem, um, uh, Anthony Sayut as well. Now, I think it was either that year or the year before Anthony and Benjamin were at the main event World Series final table. Yeah, there's a few November Niners at the final table, actually. And you had Ryan had won it like two years before that as well. Think so, yeah. Bryn Kenny, Rhea Kempe, Dario San Martino, Nick Petrangle. I mean, thought Gruesome, Timothy Adams. To finish ahead of all these guys, again, I like they're just poker players like everybody else, but the regular names up in that top five, top 20 bracket, and you bossed them, or was it a struggle? Um. A bit like I, I think I, I was really happy with how I played throughout the tournament. Um, I think I came into the final table and kind of because it was pretty shallow near the end. The, the stack, I think it was like 30 big blind average, so it wasn't super deep at the end. Which I'll be honest with, it's like kind of like as a tournament player, it's 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 kind of good, like because <laughs> I, I kind of know these spots inside out, so it's not you know, you can feel very feel very confident that what you're going to do is the right thing. Um, which takes a lot of the pressure off because you know if you bust out doing the right thing, you don't, I don't really, I don't really give a shit when that happens. This, the only time I, I get annoyed when I bust out is when I fuck it up, uh, which <laughs> happens a good, which happens a good amount. Uh, but you know, if I bust in a massive pot where I, I'm happy with how I played the hand, it doesn't really bother me. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a great field to get through. It was 
you know, like I don't want to sound like full modest or anything like that, but it was like quite shallow coming in the home stretch. So it's not like I'm absolutely dusting Timothy Adams off at hundred big blinds, you know, just fucking melting his face or anything like that. You know, it is pretty shallow and it is what I played every day online for years, you know, so it's not it's not like I was a stranger to it. Um but I mean I was happy with how I played overall and again just ran pretty well at the final, won a couple of key all ins. Um I was nine of nine at one point. Mm-hmm. Really short. Um managed to come back and win, which is great. And uh played played uh I think I played pretty well. So I mean uh, November two thousand seventeen, seven hundred and forty five grand. Was the final table nine handed? Might have been eight-handed. Eight-handed. Just because you're going back to when you're talking about Mota, how they played. I know the uh, stars they played at uh, eight for the, or nine at the unofficial final table. Play yeah, eight, then it come back. The same. It might have been nine and then eight. Or it might have been nine unofficial and eight official. I mean, does that does that does that play into your mind at all? Where regardless of who's at the table, but if you're going nine-handed, eight-handed, six-handed, does it play down to your head how you have to adjust your game? Or well, I mean, you just it's like. You just kind of play as the situation goes. I mean, you know, if there's if it's if there's a big pay jump coming up, you have to play accordingly. You know, it's kind of that's kind of the the problem with uh, televised tournament poker nowadays is that when a final table is played well by a lot of people, it's fucking tedious to watch because it's just <laughs> a lot of folding. It's not like the old days where people were just lighting money on because they didn't know they were doing it, but they were just <laughs> lighting money on fire, getting it in like first and second would get it in ace king to eights, and just like there'd be this all this whole excitement and stuff. And nowadays people are more educated, so if you've got a good lineup at the final table, it's just a lot of the big stack raising and a lot of every other cunt folding, and it's like pretty boring to watch. Uh, so it was, you know, it was kind of just a lot of that. There was a lot of ICM pressure, but again, I know. I mean, I know these things. I know what I'm yeah. doing. I know how it affects these things. So it's not, you know, it's it is what it is. That you know, if you're if you're nine of nine in a situation, this is what you got to do. If you're four of nine, this is what you got to do. It's just yeah, you have yeah, go for the gears or the changing gears and yeah, it's just you know, you just you know, if you know you've got to play like a like if you're three of nine and. There's loads of like the other six guys are really short. The other four guys below you are really short or whatever, and chip leader puts you all in. You know you the correct place to play like a little bitch, and you know it's just <laughs> you just got to suck it up and do it. You know, so yeah, I said with ICM just, and like, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. Um, now going to that final table, um, was there any point where you thought, "Fuck, I'm getting close to history"? Because first ever Scottish um, triple crown champ, as I said, second ever youngest. Did it dawn on you at any stage? I, I can actually do this here. I can get this triple crown. When we got heads up, that was the first time I thought about it. To be honest, um, when I'm at the final, it's just I don't really think about that because it's just I mean, it's my job in it. So like, yeah, I'm at a final table. This is what I need to do. Um, when I got heads up, I was like, okay, this is a good shot, you know. Because mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, it is obviously. But the thing is, when you make a final table, especially when like I was down as nine of nine at that point, you just you don't win very frequently from that spot. And yeah. if you build up, if you build those up in your head, you're gonna really let you feel let down a lot because you know 
it's the same thing. Like a lot, of, I know a lot of people when they get down to like the last thirty of a tournament, they get really excited about and stuff like that. And it's like you just win very infrequently from that spot, you know. So it's like you're building up these runs in your head, and then yeah. when you lose, and when you get twelfth, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, when will it end? Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm usually pretty detached from all that kind of stuff. It's just about doing what, like playing, doing what you can to play your best, and then. I mean, when I got heads up, I, I was like, okay, I've got a shot here. Let's, let's fucking do this. But uh, up until then, it was just kind of, you know, just need to do what you do, you know? I'm right in saying that the heads up lasted quite a bit. Uh, I think it wasn't super long, but there was like one hand that took like 15 minutes. So it felt like long where I was bluffing for like most of my stack was seven high and, I, and Ben was just fucking big handsome French bastard across the table, <laughs> six foot, staring me down the whole time and I'm just sat there, the, the light shining in my eyes. I don't want to blink or anything. I'm like yeah, fucking yeah. shining it but not showing it. And I'm like, just fucking fold, man. Just fold the whole time. I'm just like, the light, it's like right in my face. And he's just, <clears> it was honestly, I think 10 minutes, he's just absolutely staring me down. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> just get that folded, big man. But, uh, yeah, we toilet yeah, break actually, after that, was it? Uh, I mean, the actual, uh, I think we were both quite tired at that point because it had been a long day. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it was just getting to, but I mean, we were fairly shallow heads up as well. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't good. I mean, it lasted, I didn't think it lasted many hands, but it lasted a while because of that hand and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, because you had a decent reel with you there as well. Um, I remember. <sighs> I mean the names, but I remember there was a few boys there going absolute bananas when I think they realised the enormity of what happened the minute you won with the triple crown and everything just fell into place, sort of thing. I mean, do you take into account when you get to final tables? Do you always have a good rail there? Like again, we spoke before uh, about the, the old British rail when you can include Irish players and stuff like that in it as well. There's always like there's always that banter. We've heard the shoe bombs and stuff like that. People don't know what a shoe bomb is. It's getting a Jaeger or whatever it is, a beer into your, your shoe and drinking it. Yeah. Um, do you, when you've been at final tables, is there a certain reel that always follows you there if they're not playing or if... See, the weird thing, like, the, the three major ones that I've won, I've never had, like, a super massive reel because mm -hmm. Malta, it finished before everyone was yeah. awake, basically. Like, Ludo and stuff was there. I think uh, Charlie, Carol and Ben were there and... Uh, uh, Brian Yoon was there, so a few a few of my mates were there, um, which was nicer than um, But it was uh, it was done before most of the people, the rowdy folk, had arrived. Basically, <laughs> um, the World Series was in Rosedale, so not that many folk made the trip. So it was like Ludo and Sam were the main two, and there was a few others who escaped just now. But uh, and then in Punta Cana, there was another tournament going on at the same time. As the final, so the, the the other main event, the three k, was that had actually started. So there wasn't, I don't think it was any real for that one because everyone was playing. Uh -huh. Um, but like when I was heads up against Safia, I had a massive reel. But I think yes. they were all there for her rather than me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Ronaldo. Uh, we really want your uh, the last that you win, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, so like actually at the. At the events that I haven't won, I've had a bigger reel. But that's yeah. Uh, so I'm not I'm not saying that's the reason. But oh. yeah. but I had a I remember that 2013 there was a few on the reel and uh, 
<laughs> I asked the tournament director if I could um, get the real Jaeger bombs. <laughs> he's like, no, no, you could. Uh, he's like, yeah, we'll get you get the we'll get the drinks the drinks guy over. So the the, the drinks guy comes over and says, hey, oh, can you um, can you get? I mean, I don't mind paying if I have to pay. It. Obviously, it's not free or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, no, we can only we can. Um, he's been quite obtuse about. It. It's like, no, we can only. <laughs> bring it to the players it's only the players that can do it I'm like well it's alright I mean I'll pay for it or whatever it's just so they can have a few drinks and not have to go all the way through yeah, I think yeah. this is before when Hal was through right through the back just there with that like no we can only do it to the players or whatever and I was like alright okay fine and he goes what will you have and I went I'm pretty thirsty mate I'll have 20 Jaeger bombs please <laughs> <laughs> and for those that know you that could have been an order as well <laughs> <laughs> poor guy had to bring it and uh I think it was Red Bull Robbie that was doing the announcing for the tiny table. He's just got this thing in his ear going, I can just see him going, what he meant or that, and he just leans over me and goes, right, we'll bring them this time, but you can't do that again. (laughs) (laughs) And have you been a part of a few reels yourself? Have you been... Yeah, well, that's the thing, like, uh, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy a good reel. It's nice to, like, experience it where... There's no pressure on you. You're mm-hmm. just sitting, you're just, you know, so it's quite, it's a lot of fun. So I do enjoy a good reel, for sure. Uh, they've been on Jake, Jake's one at uh, EPT London where I'd uh, lost my glasses, so I couldn't see the board. So there's one point where I celebrate a hand that we actually <laughs> lost. Um, and there's been a few Vegas ones and uh, a couple of other ones. Yeah, I, I do, I like a good reel. Reel, reels, reels are fun. It's good. I mean, it's you could laugh and stuff like that. It's good to. Obviously, they can get rowdy, but I think I've never experienced or seen one that's got properly out of hand. Um, there was uh, a few that spring to mind, but it's it's all done in good heart. I don't think there's any any like trouble with them. Uh, nah, I, I can think of. Um, one story where we were when we were in Prague. Um, on a kind of vacation time before any work started. And um, there was you, me, and is it Arsh? Yeah. Um, it was the night we met the Captain Morgan in the Chapeau Rouge. That's right, um, I think we, that was the first time I'd ever sampled the uh, proper absinthe. Yeah. Uh, I think we're about five deep in absinthe and about 45 deep in everything else. And we went and met Kev McPhee. That's right, yeah. And um, we go in, there's Kev there, there's a couple of Canadian online guys now there with their girlfriends. And we go in, <clears throat> and you go to me, all oh, right, we've got to get drinks, we've got to show them that the Scots mean business. It's like, aye, 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 what are we, we can't get Jaeger because Jaeger's too, I don't know. Right, Barman, for some reason, I don't know why, you ordered 28 B-52s. And now, I, know, I understand the B-52 bit, but the 28 bit, I don't know why. <laughs> There's five of us. Five, one, two, no, what is it? Five, six, seven of us. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So he brings them over and he starts lighting them. Now, for me, anybody that lights alcohol, why are you doing that? It's, kill, it's killing it. So lights them all. Trey gets popped down. Now, I know Kev, love Kev. For, I've loved them for a while. And Kev's like, yeah, here we go. And one of his mates goes, oh, guys, this is amazing. Thank you, uh, Niall, Feraldo. And he picks up, he goes, and let's toast to our Scottish friends. And as he does that, his fucking sleeve goes up on fire. And 
everybody's trying to help him apart from you and me who are pushing ourselves on the floor. <laughs> for everybody watching, the guy was all right. It was just like a, a wee uh, fabric bun, but fucking uh, <laughs> hell, man. The guy could have died and you and me like, oh, God, son. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. It's... Um, because I remember, I can remember Kev's face is like bursting out laughing, trying to put this out. But it's just stuff like that. It um, keeps the dream alive and all that, you know. Prague is a phenomenal place. Oh, great place. Um, oh, it's great. Um, anyway, you're doing some work with, for those that don't know, is it No Limit GG? Yes. That's right. Um, um, no limit. Gaming. A wee bit of a rundown for that for the the people. Yeah, it's like um, it's an esports organisation, which is uh, I believe a very booming industry at the moment. So it's a lot of like, count, I think we have a Counter-Strike team, a Warcraft team. Um, and I think the idea is to kind of slowly move into other esports. Um, but also they do a lot of poker streaming. Um, so I've done a few streams. Uh, like Goose Core's done a few streams. Uh, Stefan, um, Julius. There's loads of the guys, like really top players that are, are streaming like probably the best group of players that, that stream online for in terms of technical ability and, and me. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so uh, you can get a bit of everything really, you know, you can come and hang out with me while I play and uh, have a few beers and talk some poker or whatever, or you can watch like Goose Score or something, play 50, 100 cash and stuff like that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I've not, I did, the last stream I did for them was uh, the Irish Open online. Mm-hmm. which was good a good laugh where uh, it was uh, I was just one table in the Irish Open online I was trying to pretend like it was live mm-hmm. so I was just having beers and Jaegers <laughs> and stuff and having a chat with everyone and like because it was real name on party poker as well so like if I could like I could like lo- there's loads of people I knew in the field so I could like berate them and stuff like that and try and phone them during hands and stuff like that it was pretty good but uh, yeah it's pretty good Uh been with them for a couple of years, I think a couple of years now, and it's going to try and grow. Essentially, I think it's like the, the poker stuff's to kind of to build awareness, and I think that the main focus is going to be on the kind of esports kind of side of things. So mm-hmm. it's a cool project, it's a very ambitious project. It's uh, Stefan Shillabell, um, who you know a lot of people know. Um, I know Fedor is involved with it as well. Uh, Reiner Kemp is like lo- loads and loads of top players. Um, so yeah, check it out. That's uh, officially me plugging it. It's uh, good, good to watch. I know the academy team as well, who are uh, younger guys that uh, do a bit of coaching with the other guys in the stream. Um, and they're actually really good young players as well. So it's a good, um, some good learning uh, instrument, I would say. So it's good. And you do coaching yourself online, or is it just through this you just do? I haven't really. I meant, I meant to be helping do some coaching with the academy guys but I'll be honest I've been pretty lazy with it um, but I mean they've been getting they've been getting the coaching off of players that are probably a bit more technically <laughs> adept than me so I don't think they're missing out too much uh, a lot of my stuff's going to kind of be more you know kind of exploit population tendency stuff because I think if you're going to learn peel solver stuff I mean you don't get me wrong I can I can work the old peel solver you know I like the PlayStation too. but, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know where that comes from I know where that comes <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean there's going to be guys that are a lot better with it and you know a lot more proficient with it than I am so you'd rather learn it from them but uh, 
in terms of other coaching, I've never really done. I've done, I mean, I, I do some kind of informal stuff. Like when I went and moved in with Picasso, I was living with him. So like you, you do, you know, you're not coaching, but you're mm-hmm. talking poker all the time. So, you know, it's, it helps, you know, you both get better talking to each other and stuff like that. But I've never really done any like official coaching, um, to be honest. Um, I've got coaching. I've had coaching off people, but I've never done it myself. So, cool. Um, one thing I did. One thing I did want to uh, say and ask. I've seen a few of your mates, uh, live poker players, wear patches. Feraldo, second youngest ever triple crown winner, grinder, crusher online, all round good guy. Where's the fucking sponsorship? <laughs> good question. No, um. I don't know. I've done a I've done a bit of like casual stuff with a few guys. Like obviously, I did the the eight team thing with eight 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 for the main <clears> event <throat> stuff. It was a lot of fun. Um, and before lockdown happened, there was uh-huh. something in the pipeline for me to possibly be doing something with GG Poker. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously, that kind of got canned. With you know, I think they were going to be looking at perhaps doing a live tour in the UK that I was going to be somewhat involved with. But um, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know, to be honest. That's, um, Is it something that interests you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that I think I'd be really, really good at, to be honest. Uh, I know a lot of the guys, it's like, oh, I've, like, I've, I've heard from friends, like, oh, I need to go off to play the, this 300-euro tournament in some place in Belgium or something this week with a thing, mm-hmm. or I need to go and do this, blah, blah, blah. I fucking love that shit. That's, I do that for fun. Yes, <laughs> you know, you'll catch me in like a lot of the time in Dublin, where I'll just there'll be, there'll be like a, a three hundred euro tournament on or something. I'll be like, I'm just gonna fucking go to that because recreationally, because it's yes. fun. Um, no, it's, it's something that yeah. It's, I mean, I've never, I've, I think I've been close with a couple of things, but it's never really come off for me. Which I think is a shame because I do genuinely think I'd be very good at it. Um, you know, it's like meeting people and generating yeah. fun and you know, I've got quite a big social media reach yes. and all that kind of stuff you know I've got however 10,000 Twitter followers and all that sh- all that stuff you know and I'm pretty exactly you know I'm like integrity top notch all that stuff and I'm pretty I like to think I'm pretty funny and also obviously handsome so you Compulsive know wire <laughs> comes into mind I know. <laughs> and modest oh, that's um I mean I think the way you handle yourself online, uh, articulate, as you say, you talk a good game. You're obviously a good player because the results don't don't lie. Um, you're one of these people who loves to travel. Doesn't matter if it's a fiver buy-in or a 250k buy-in. You still give the same sort of enthusiasm, the same sort of skill level. I, I think that there's a there's a massive massive opportunity out there for online or live sponsors. So I mean, if you're watching, Feraldo's up for auction. <laughs> I'll take five and a half percent in years. Full sellout mode. No, I, <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Like, I think there's maybe a question of like professionalism, but I think that's a kind of. Come I think on. maybe the perso- the persona I put across comes across maybe sometimes as unprofessional, but oh. it's not. I mean, that's not the reality. It's like I'm a, you. You don't really like get to this point of your yeah, career. Yeah. Like, without being professional you know i mean i've worked proper jobs and stuff like that you know like if i'm gonna be if i have to be on time for something i'll be on time for something if i have to not have a beer 
I'll not have a beer. You know, if I have to stop saying cunt on Twitter, <laughs> I'll try my best. I <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, well, aye, right, okay. Um, oh, I mean, you, you don't get top 200 all time. Out of everyone who's played the game, sniffed the game, looked at a card without being whatever you want to say about yourself. Um, now, I'm sure I echo a hell of a lot of people here by saying, you're underrated, you're underselling yourself here, mate. I, I think there should have been a patch on you a long time ago, regardless of who it was. I mean, I've very you know, kind of I, I don't, I don't think it's anything to do with you using the C next Tuesday, every second word, talking about Celtic. I mean, it might be the Celtic thing. It might <laughs> be the retweeting fucking <laughs> Odson Edward come on the hoops and all that shit. Yeah. But I, need I mean, I need to get tenants on the blower. Get a sponsorship. <laughs> Big red team. Tenant, tenant super. <laughs> big Jägermeister patch down here. <laughs> then you'll know be what to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so going forward, just going to wrap it up a bit. Um, what's next for Feraldo? Anything once lockdown gets its ass into gear? Um, well, I mean, I'll just be back out on the circuit. Um, with the wee man being born, kind of uh, priorities change a little bit, obviously. So. Yeah. Um, before my my kind of goal was to get to the very very top and to be in all the super high roars and to be the best of the best kind of situation, um, I still want to be as good as I can be, but I, it's I have to be a lot more cautious with the bankroll and stuff like that now. Obviously, because it's you know if it was just me single and if I went if I went fucking broke, it's not the end of the world. You know I can just make it back. But if it's me and the missus. And that pays. And we man, and I go broke, then we're fucking done, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure how long. I don't know if I'll be in the, the super super high rollers again for a while. Um, I'm just gonna get back in because I, I I just need to have like a bigger a bigger bankroll than I did mm-hmm. than I would have needed if I was on my own. So, so I've done. So uh, it's uh, <coughs> sponsorship. <gonna> get back. <coughs> sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> So just getting back on the grind. I mean, you'll still see me and everything probably like 25K and below. You just won't see me dusting off at the hundreds for a while, I don't think, unless, you know, I just go on a big fucking heater. If you're listening <laughs> up there anytime you're ready, get it in the mix. <laughs> or down there uh, if you want, you know. <laughs> yeah, like the last, the last 18 months it's been like, or two years or so, it's just been like the reverse of the two years when I won the Triple Crown. So it's like I've made about the six, probably more final tables. But I'm just getting fucked in like eighth, seventh, sixth for not a lot, for like decent money, but not, you know, when buy-ins and stuff come in. So it's like, and I think that's probably fair considering how hot I ran in the first ones. You know? like, <laughs> I made three major final tables and won three, like, you know. But like, uh, there's been a lot of like 14th to 6th place finishes over the last two years and that, that doesn't really help. It pays the bills, but it doesn't help you progress yes. And uh, I like to feel like I'm moving forward all the time. And uh, I kind of have to try and reframe that just now with the wee man and everything, because I'm not going to be able to go forward at that sp- the same speed I would like and be sensible. So <laughs> I have to kind of try and reframe my expectations a little bit and, uh, you know, just uh, keep plugging away. And uh, hopefully we'll all be out and about again soon. And I hope so, buddy. Oh, I mean, sorry. honestly, that like the first tournament that runs, is just got a 
going to be fucking massive, isn't it? <laughs> Fiverr rebuy at the fucking riverboat in Glasgow. <laughs> Honestly, mate, anything like just just I just want to pop across and go play three hundred euro in Dublin. You know what I mean? So, any excuse. Anyway, my man, I'm going to thank you very much for your time. Uh, love to no, the family no as per usual, and well, we'll catch up soon. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a good laugh. Take care, bro, and I'll catch you later. Cheers. Cheers, man.